This is the John Oakley Show podcast. 548, as we clip along with more topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville with our panel, Adrian Batra from The Sun, Mike Van Solen from Navigator, and uh, the story of government intervention was an interesting one as far as the uh, whole imbroglio there with GM and Oshawa. And uh, we'll pick that topic up uh, again after 6 o'clock when Jocelyn Bamford joins us, the founder of the Coalition of Concerned Manufacturers and Businesses of Ontario. Again, this is symptomatic, she says, of a larger malaise where manufacturing is just quitting the province and uh, there's been a real perceptible erosion. But I wanted to talk about the government intervening in a different way. Stateside, you're seeing this caravan of migrants, so it's been called, uh, and Donald Trump has deemed it an invasion, which is interesting because I was talking to somebody who uh, had embedded themselves for six days with this caravan down in Mexico. And uh, according to this individual who reports for another organization, he said that uh, a lot of these people are talking up Canada if they're denied entry to the United States. Now, I don't know how they leapfrog the United States, you know, the contiguous United States of America into Canada here, but... Uh, what do you make of this, first of all, that Donald Trump has decided to send the army down? There was tear gas being fired in their general direction when they tried to storm the barricades the other day, yesterday, I guess. And uh, so that's kind of a shocking development. Is this going to turn into another uh, Alain Curdy kind of a thing, you know, where the imagery of kids weeping because of the tear gas and everything will soften hearts? Uh, how do you see this one, Mike Van Solen, playing out? I'm glad we're all in agreement that it's a caravan, at least. So we've at least established uh, established what to call it. Look, I think it is concerning. And if the government, you know, I understand the United States, leave the Donald Trump part to the side for the moment. I understand the United States wanting to deal with this issue uh, in a real and meaningful way, because you live in those borders communities. And if those sort of groups of people kind of get to continually come up, come up, come up through, there doesn't seem to be a system to vet uh, the people who are coming in, making sure that they can positively contribute to the United States economy. Uh, it, it, it is it is something that has to be dealt with, and, and I think it will only continue. We've seen uh, some sort of breakdown of the social fabric in, in, in Europe as a result of sort of not being able to sort of manage immigration in an effective way. And this comes from, and you know, we, don't, we don't have to all say it, you know, but, you know, we all believe in immigration is critical, and it's, it's certainly been critical in this country. Um, but I don't think Donald Trump is wrong in trying to get a handle on on it in that country because it has been problematic. It is a, a real challenge in those in those communities, and um, uh, politically, I think if if they're not able to sort of have a robot more robust. Uh, Border, uh, it, this will be a problem that only exact is only even more dramatic and, and dr more draconian measures will only be required down the road. All right, and so uh, you know, using tear gas, justifiable, Adrian? By sure. the way, absolutely. Look, no one has a right to go into your country. No one has a right to storm your border. But no you think it'll right be, be spun uh, in a way that makes it look like this is really? hard-hearted Of course it will be. Of course it will be because you already saw the narrative today where you saw the mother carrying her child running away from where the, the tear gas is being hit. But that is always going to happen under a Donald Trump presidency. It doesn't matter if they threw bouquets of flowers at them. It's still going to look like it's going to be um, so so hard and vociferous and angry. And But I would say to you, in spite of there being a, a, an extraordinary amount of distaste for President Trump, in certain factions of the United States, there is still a part of them that are, this is our country. We want to keep, to keep it safe. We want smart immigration, smart immigration. Mm -hmm. One thing that they, 
that people find an uncomfortable fact, and I will be happy to bring it up, is you know what they used to call Barack Obama? They used to call Barack Obama, who probably would let the, you know, the barbarians at the gate and let them fight, break it down and all the things. They used to call Obama the deporter in chief. He deported more illegals, more people that weren't supposed to be in the in the United States than George W. Bush did. And that is and, and what Trump, I think, is trying to prevent is that side of the equation. Don't let them in in the first place. Don't let them get here in the first place. And. With, in addition to that, a lot of Americans are feeling the pinch. They know what happens when a number of illegals storm through. And why isn't anybody going to the other side of the border and asking the Mexican president, why are thousands upon thousands and thousands of people, of your people, trying to get out of your country? What is it that you're doing to try well, to fix your situation? They're using it as I think a, that's a fair question. Okay, Mexico is like a transitory or staging area yeah. because uh, most are from Guatemala, Honduras, and even El Salvador. Uh, and so by coming up to the border and it looks to me this is the report too it's a sort of orchestrated event it's not just organically coming together there are buses mm -hmm. and transportation has been organized and so it makes you wonder if there's a something a point or purpose behind this to embarrass trump uh you know, they're talking about, well, these people would ultimately vote Democrat if that's the well, long would, range plan. But there, there's there's one aspect to this, I suppose, is the the Republican Senate um, could sort of look at this and say, all right, here's an opportunity for us. We see skills gaps. We see, see all these issues. But the fact is, there's no way of processing these people. There's no way of, like, actually getting a handle on who the heck they are. And, well, and they're alone, econo even, migrants. Even let alone what country they're coming from. Okay. Well, the question is, you know, because these are econo migrants for the most part, I think the people who are reporting on this, when you talk about refugee claimants fleeing, you know, persecution or gang war down in these countries, uh, they're still econo migrants for the most part. And that's what we've got coming into our country, too, right. in Southwest and Quebec. So that's, I'll get back to the original question, is this person? who told me, you know, uh, kind of uh, off the record, but not really, uh, that these people have mentioned to him when he was embedded there, they'd like to come to Canada if the option of the states is not availed to them. Uh, sure. You know, do you think our door is uh, a little more porous than the American one at this stage? Well, our, our, certainly our border is more porous, uh, so you can get, if you're, if you're willing to put on a pair of running shoes and sort of, uh, you know, walk along, you, you, you won't meet uh, much resistance here. We've had a great economic sort of based uh, immigration system in this country. So we do a great job, a better job in the United States, frankly, of trying to match the gaps in our economy uh, through the immigration system and bring people in uh, and, and rate them as such. The U.S. Uh, has a whole bunch of different sort of rules around its immigration. We always hear about chain chain migration and and all these pieces, which I, I think make it, uh, you know, less effective as being an economic tool for that country. And then you get in, of course, migrants and, and refugees. And how do you have an effective way to sort of decide as a country, you know, as a successful country, Canada has a perspective on this. The United States should. Uh, how many, uh, you know, migrants, how many for humanitarian reasons, how many people do we appropriately allow into our economy, allow in our country? And you should only do that in a way where allow those people that you can realistically help, you know, find, get their footing and do it. Because uh, what you don't want to create is a whole 
group of impoverished people who you've not been able to successfully sort of bring into your country, help them get established with the tools that they need to be successful. Well, we still and have I that think, issue, though, with, with the Syrian refugees who are we not We have that into, in Toronto. We yeah. have that in big parts of con- right. Canada right now. Right. Privately sponsored. The privately sponsored ones are okay, but otherwise the ones the government brought in the first tranche, I think, of 25,000. That's been problematic. I've got to ask you as a last order of business here and topic worthy of discussion, there's a new pilot project being implemented in Toronto, uh, as of November 1, actually, be, be uh, low uh, Bloor and between Spadina and the Don River. So divisions 51 and 52, the police divisions in these precincts, uh, people who are caught shoplifting for the first time will not be prosecuted. In fact, uh, the data will be retained, but it's a program called Shop Theft, and privately employed theft prevention officers will release the accused after taking down name and uh, whatever school you attend, as long as they're 18. If they're minors, uh, I guess that's another thing. But they say this has been implemented in Peel for a lot of years and works. Adrian Batra, good idea, because what it really Mm -hmm. is symptomatic of is making it more efficient for police so they're not answering these calls and taking it off their books and putting it into, well, let's call it the private industry. Yeah, I think it is. I think it's reasonable. I mean, it's not ideal, but it's far um, more um, efficient to let them go, take their information down, and move forward than it is to actually prosecute them. So it will save money on one end. I know that private retailers, are, retailers will, um, th- many of them are covered by the insurance, so that's fine. Uh, I just can't imagine if this is, um, you know, someone, some kid going in and stealing a chocolate bar or someone trying to go into a Best Buy and stealing a TV. I, I mean, I think there's degrees of this, but... Uh, this is not an unreasonable approach. All right. Or do you think it's going to encourage scoff laws, Mike? Well, it's so great to know that I got a mulligan before Christmas, right? And, they, <laughs> and they've told me exactly where to go. Uh-huh. Um, you know, <laughs> my kids are going to do better than I, than I even... Ex- uh, I, I think it's funny just to communicate it. I, like, I think it's the type of thing that happens all the time. Yeah. I'm not quite clear why you... you Say, hey, we have a pilot. It's it's between these streets and these streets. Anything less than a thousand dollars, you're fine. Uh, so I think it will encourage some scoff laws, uh, you know, and some uh, some behavior that uh, I, I would just sort of quietly just do the program, and that would probably be my approach. All right. Well, uh, there are civil remedies. Apparently, there's another fly in the ointment that somehow, if uh, this is something of consequence, you know, the uh, the shopkeeper could actually sue civilly for some kind of reparation being made. And that's uh, something we'll pick up with Julian Fantino. He's Global News Radio's crime specialist. He'll join us after 6 o'clock. Right now we're done for our segment, and that is topics worthy of discussion for Pizzaville. I appreciate your coming in on this dank and desultory Monday afternoon, but you always brighten my day. Thank you, Adrian Batter from The Sun, Mike Van Solen from Navigator. Great to be here. We'll talk again next Monday. Thanks for listening to the John Oakley Show podcast. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe for free at Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and anywhere else you get your on-demand audio.